The Air Force is changing the way it approaches medicine to improve the readiness of the service. It's creating dedicated provider care teams to focus on proactively treating active-duty airmen to get them back into the fight faster. Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni spoke with the Air Force Surgeon General, Lieutenant General Dorothy Hogg, about those changes. This new model in the Air Force Medical Service is really clearly delineating out those uh, two missions that we've had in the past of delivering health care to our beneficiaries, which includes our airmen, um, and then also delivering readiness, medical readiness to our airmen. So this model now clearly takes those two missions and identifies the functions that fall under those two missions um, so that we can really focus in on them and make both of them as efficient and effective as we can. Uh, So it's going to improve the effectiveness of the delivery of care to our non-active duty beneficiaries, and it's going to improve the effectiveness of our care to our airmen to make sure that they're ready to do the mission that they need to do. So what is an average airman going to see? Uh, Because right now, I think the traditional way is you have an ailment, you go to your your, your hospital, your local hospital, and uh, get the care that you need, and then you go back on readiness. What are they going to see differently, and how are they going to be sort of touched more by the Air Force? Right now, their whole family, is to include themselves, uh, are probably enrolled to the same primary care provider. Mm -hmm. In this new model, the active duty will be enrolled into the new Operational Medical Readiness Squadron, while their beneficiaries will stay enrolled into their health care in the Health Care Operational Squadron. The care will be the same, delivering high-quality, safe, trusted care. That will not change. But what will change is on the active duty side, we will give uh, what I like to call a laser focus to those military-unique medical requirements that our our non-active duty beneficiaries don't need to be concerned with, such as um, doing preventative health assessments once a year, such as... uh, uh, medical narratives when someone's going uh, in, uh, to a medical uh, board, whether or not they're still fit for duty, right? Those things were kind of intertwined into the delivery of the benefit for all, which can take some time. And so that will be delineated out. The other thing that you'll see in this new model is that uh, the squadrons will have their own PCM assigned to them. And that p- primary care manager will... Um, get to know that squadron, get to know those units, understand the, the stressors uh, that apply to them, and be able to proactively mitigate some of those stressors to prevent illness or injury. And how many people might be assigned to so one squadron to PCM, or uh, is, it, is it more than that? Yeah. So uh, right now our current um, standard for enrollment per PCM is 1,100 to 1. Okay. Okay. So it'll roughly be about the same. Some might be a little bit lower. Some might be a little bit higher. But it'll be about eleven hundred to one. And that seems like it might give a little bit more of a personalized care, like you said. I mean, a doctor can say, "I remember you, John Smith or Jane Smith," and um, you know, I know that your toe's been bothering you. Let's see what we can do. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right now, and then so, and that provider will have been out into the squadron, and so if someone comes in with Uh, The easy thing is like back pain, right? Uh, The provider can go, I know what you do. Let's talk about how you're doing it. 
and maybe I need to send you to physical therapy, not to treat necessarily the back pain, but to give you some ways to uh, keep yourself from getting back pain or making it worse. So what I like to call prehab. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. How is this timeline going to be working? How soon will Airmen be seeing this specialized care? So we actually have um, clinics who have transitioned over into this new model. I, uh, last count, I think I have about five. The plan is to have 43 uh, military treatment facilities transition into this new model by the end of the summer, and then the rest of my treatment facilities to transition by the end, by the end of uh, FY 2020, right? Um, and so uh, they can see some of that uh, going on now. Uh, some of our facilities have uh, jumped a little bit ahead because they they uh, are very excited about this new model and want to to deliver that that personalized care to our airmen. Uh, so they'll they'll start. They are seeing changes now, and uh, they'll see more of those changes as we move forward. How does this work on? for the demand for your uh, medical staff? Because, I mean, it seems like you're going to have two different kind of a bifurcation, right? Uh, does that mean you need double the people? Oh, no, not at all. As a matter of fact, so what happened was uh, all of the primary care managers were in one squadron mm-hmm. in the old model. And what I did was however many active duty airmen, let me give simple math, 2,200, right? So if 2,200 active duty airmen was on that base, then I would take two PCMs from the healthcare delivery side and put them in the operational medical readiness squadron. So the staff doesn't increase. I'm really just um, um, I'm careful about separation because these two clinics are not separate and distinct. They are integrated and intertwined. So they will complement one another because there will be services in one uh, squadron that the other squadron might need for one of their beneficiaries and vice versa. Uh, So they are connected. uh, But we did uh, separate out the staff without increasing it. So can you take us a little bit behind the scenes on this decision? Uh, I think one of the more probably things that, that pushed this decision was General Mattis or Secretary Mattis saying that he wanted airmen and, and all service members who weren't deployable for 12 months to either leave the military or get the, the help that they need. So how did that influence what you're doing, and how did other factors influence it? So we had actually been looking at this before that policy came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had both missions for as long as we've been in existence of delivering the benefit and delivering readiness to our airmen. And on any given day, depending on which fire was the hottest, we would focus in on that. So sometimes it was access and and doing uh, benefit delivery, and sometimes it was readiness. So this uh, gave us the opportunity to really, this whole reform, not just of my reform, but of the military health system reform, gave us an opportunity to really clearly identify who's responsible for delivering the benefit and who's responsible for readiness. So I could really focus in on now paying attention uh, 100% to what I like to call the mission-capable rate of my human weapon system. Let's talk a little bit about preventative care in the Mm -hmm. first place. Um, How has the military worked with preventative care before? Where do you see it going in the future? Yes. For preventative care, what I like to call it, I like to call it uh, moving from health care to health, right? So health care is about treating 
something that's already in existence. Uh, health is about making sure that that person is, uh, uh, stays as healthy as they can, uh, either with or without disease. You know, some individuals have a disease just because of their, you know, family history or whatever, and we just have to figure out how to keep them as healthy as we can within that disease. But for us, what we're really looking at is how do we uh, get out there and identify those environmental or occupational issues that have the potential to cause disease or uh, injury, and how do we prevent that? Air Force Surgeon General, Lieutenant General Dorothy Hogg, speaking with Federal News Network Scott Massioni. Be sure to check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. Hey, hon, what you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.